Uh, let's go ahead and get our Bibles out, get notes out. We're going to be in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5. That's kind of in the New Testament near the end. Uh, it's in the, a section I call the T books. All the books with a T kind of go together. Uh, as you're turning there, let me just, just put my voice uh, with the others and Thomas saying, uh, Grow Nights, get here for that. Uh, that's uh, Wednesday nights in the fall. We did it in the spring, did it last fall. Uh, a plethora of good classes uh, that are going to be available. So come check those out. Uh, if you want to get here about 15 minutes early uh, for that, I'll lead worship with just my guitar, just acoustic, kind of old school style. So if you want to do that, uh, I would love for you to do that. So Grow Night's coming up. Then let me just tell you two things that happened this uh, weekend that were just great. One is we had our summer fest. Uh, many of you uh, worked hard on that. We had it at Winona Pool. We gave clothes away, uh, lots of hot dogs. Uh, Jeff and I cooked hot dogs like crazy, uh, and uh, we had wonderful. I sampled all the goodies like uh, ice, uh, uh, you know, shaved ice, and we did all that kind of stuff, and nachos, it was great, and, and we just loved on people. It was a great time. But then uh, earlier in the day on Friday, we took, and had a small team take uh, lunch over to the teachers at Centennial Elementary School, and just, just told them we loved them, thanked them for what they're doing, uh, told them we'd be praying for them, and got several of them just to say, here's some prayer requests we have uh, for this year. So we just want uh, to love on those guys. But listen, that's you being the hands and feet of Jesus, right? Uh, that's our church. So thank you all that worked on that. Uh, it was great. What does it mean when I say the word prayer? What does that mean to you? What, did, what does it bring to mind? Like, do you picture a little girl, you know, like her hands folded by her side of her bed, a little nightlight on, praying before she goes to bed? Or is it kind of that uh, picture of a guy with a suit on standing before a church, you know, kind of leading the corporate prayer, everybody's head bowed? Or... I, I like to think of prayer like this. I like to think of after football games. I don't know if you ever see, that, uh, see this, but, you know, the high school football games or college where they get together uh, and the players just kneel down. Players from both teams just praying together. I, I love that picture. What do, you, what do you picture when you pray? I mean, what does prayer look like in your life? Like if I could see you praying, what does that actually entail? Is it like praying before meals? Is it praying for something specific? Is it praying for children's safety? I know parents, you, you've prayed for that over and over, right? You've prayed for children's safety. Or is it that kind of foxhole prayer? You know, like bullets are flying over you and go, God, I don't know what to do, but I need you to show up now. Anybody pray like that? Get a little show of hands. That's me. I need that kind of prayer too. The Apostle Paul gives us this advice in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5. Look at verse 16. He tells the church in Thessalonica, he says, Rejoice Always pray constantly, give thanks in everything, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. We hear the scripture read in the church and we say, Amen, right? But the, my heart, I'm thinking, really? Always, constantly, everything? You know, those infinite words, God, that's, that's actually a lot. In all, all things, all the time? Now, prayer is really good, isn't it? Is it prayer what we're supposed to do as Christians? And the answer is yes. When I ask people if they're praying, you know, I like, how is your spiritual life going? And, and like corner people, like that's what pastors, uh, you know, we do. And people don't like that. You know what the, the common answer is? Well, not like I should. So I always go, what does that mean? Because you never hear someone say, hey, I'm praying all prayed up, praying all the time, praying constantly, giving thanks and everything. You know, Paul, it's, it's, every one of us need to take a step up in that. Because I don't know about you, but at times I struggle in prayer. Anyone else struggle in prayer? 
I mean, that's, that's me. I struggle in prayer. See, if this is you, like I don't make time like I should in prayer. And so I, I go, I'm going to pray. And as soon as I get a break and then, uh, you know, one thing leads to another. And that time I was going to pray. I got busy starting in the morning all day long. And then finally, everybody's in bed. And I'm going, oh, i got to pray now. And so I'm just like, uh, God, thank you for today. <laughs> You know, I, does, does anybody else have that trouble like you're praying right before? Yeah, I mean, that's, that's me. I struggle sometimes, or see if this happens to you. I, I make time to pray like it's in the day. Maybe it's early, and I'm got, I get alone with God, got my coffee, uh, and I'm praying there. And I go, God, um, hey, I'd really like you to speak to me right now and show me what to, to pray for. Did I leave the oven on? God, I am sorry. I am sorry. Um, God, I, I have this thing going on. I really like your help in knowing what to do. And, and God, I pray, I wonder if we've got a really good quarterback or not for this year. Because it's like, see, mighty's mind go like squirrel when you start to pray. Because that, that's me. My mind's constantly going on that. There are other times I'm really focused on prayer, though. I'm really focused because I have something I've got that I really need God's help with in getting this thing. And, and I think, I've got to get this thing. So I have it lined out to God. God, this is what I want. And, I, and this is when I want. And then crickets. God, I'll give you a day, two days. It's like God's not responding. Either he's saying wait or he's saying no. I don't know. But I had this prayer and nothing. But it's in those times I feel like God doesn't have an answer. I'm like, God, God, hello, I need something here. Where did you go? But then there's times that you're thrust into the middle of a situation where you're going to pray and you're going to pray now. You've been to those scary times, a phone call from the doctor, and he says, yeah, that, uh, that thing is cancer. Been there? Some of you, I've walked with you through it. A little knock on the door. Yeah, officer, what can I help with? Mr. Trimble, I'm sorry to inform you. Dot, dot, dot. Suddenly, your life is different and you cry out to God. I don't know what to do, God. I need you. And you cling to prayer like a drowning man clings to a life preserver thrown to him. That's what prayer is to me too. It's all of those things. I hate to tell you this, but the company is restructuring. And your job suddenly... Or what is, what is it that's come to your life where you go, God, I don't know what to do. You reach out to God in prayer. As a pastor, I have sat with people many times in the middle of tears streaming down their face in an emergency situation or devastation and death and loss and confusion. And I found people act one of three ways. One is they just go numb. You know, they just go. And you're like, like this. Or they try to get numb real quick. You know, little that, little this. Or, or they reach out to God in prayer. Those are the three things. They go, I'm numb or I get numb or I reach out to God. Because you don't want to feel in those times. And people regularly share with me, I, I want to have this joy that you talk about, Paul. I want to have that love and peace. But I'm depressed I, I, I'm full of anxiety. I don't know what to do. And when I pray, it's just, Paul, it's just dry for me. Is that you? Like they're having to force themselves to pray. Because, I mean, these are people that love Jesus. This isn't just like, you know, people that aren't Christians. Don't hear me wrong. Lots of people pray, but it's in those hard times, in those times when dry, uh, you know, spiritual times that you don't feel like praying reveals a lot about what you believe uh, about God and who He is in your relationship. Because here's what we know. What we believe about God is what drives how we pray. I promise you. 
Because if you believe that God can and will do something, you will pray, even when it's hard. Or should I say it, it, it's how we also don't pray. Like if you don't think God can do what he claims he can do, I wouldn't pray either. Or I feel like God doesn't really listen to me. He's out there like you think there's a God, but does he hear me? This new series is about this, Ceaseless Prayer, one of Bentry's core values. I say that because this is who we are at the core. We want to be a ceaseless prayer church. We're going to dive deep into God's word. We'll look at how to pray for our future, our family's future, our friends, and the rest of God, and rest in God's providence. That's his plans, his providence. Like God says this, God, I want what you want. And it's that last part of resting in God's providence that will spend the bulk of our time in this series. Because I don't know about you, but that's a challenge for me when God says no. And I go, God, clearly you should be doing this, but you're doing that. That's really difficult. As I learn to take my cares to God, leave them with them, no matter how large or, hear me, how small. And We're going to learn not only to make it through dry times in our spiritual life, but how we use prayer like a spring of water that pours into the desert of your life. Because that's what prayer is is to be. And whether or not you are new as a believer in Jesus Christ, or you've been a believer for a long time, I think God's going to reveal some new and deeper stuff in here as we dig deep in God's word on this stuff and how to grow deep in your prayer time, in your relationship. We're going to see how to get past this. Uh, Some of these hurdles that we've talked about already will bring up more and we're going to discover a new, deeper life in prayer. Listen to me. This isn't just like a made-up thing. This is the life of a Christian right here. So if you will dig into this series, God is going to open some new areas of your life that will give you peace, love, and joy. But let's begin with some, well, prayer. Would you bow your head? God in heaven, our Father, we seek you today. We thank you that you have brought us all together, both our church family, visitors, friends that are here, even people from out of town or people just checking the place out. God, we know that there are no accidents in who are here, uh, but we thank you for each one. Thank you that we're all here together for this moment. Father, we're going to open your words in, in the Bible today. Would you speak to us? Help us to dig deep. Help us to mine the deep richness of your word, to hear what you want to say to us, God. Father, we love you. We ask that your Holy Spirit be present in this place and speak to us. It is in the name of Jesus Christ, your most holy son, we pray. And everyone said, amen. Hey, you say amen. I know I I ask you to say amen a lot, but you may not know why. Because you know why you say amen? That is like a prayer going, hey, what he said, God. It's like saying, so be it. That's literally what it means. It's saying, that is what I want also, God. So you'll hear me say, when someone's praying out loud, if you're standing near me, I'm going, yeah, that's right. I go, what he said. (laughs) I'll say that. And then I go, amen, because I want that to happen. Now let's think uh, the big picture for just a moment. Here's what we know as believers in Jesus Christ. As Christians, this is what we know from Scripture Here it is. God created us for a relationship with Him. This is Genesis 1, right? Genesis 1 and 2 for this perfect relationship. But then what happens? Genesis 3, mankind falls into sin. And the world is never the same. The rest of Scripture from Genesis 3 all the way to the end of Revelation is God's story about Him and who He is, and Him coming to redeem us. Amen? That's what the Bible is all about. So, to be raised back to life, that's what uh, this is about. Uh, God sends His Son, Jesus, to die on the cross, to be raised back to life, so that we can be raised back to life. And this is what I want you to know. Prayer is a Christian's connection to God while we are on earth. 
He desires this relationship. God wants this relationship with His children. Prayer is the connection uh, to grow that relationship. And as we wait expectantly for Christ's second coming, when He comes to take His children home, let's go back. Let's go back. Prayer is that connection. Let's go back to our Scripture. What does it say? Watch this. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 16. Rejoice. Let's try this again. Rejoice. Pray. Give thanks in. For this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. Three infinite meaning words there. This is prayer. Let's start with the end in mind. That's what you kind of, when you read through scripture, you go, what's it get to? Let's start with the end in mind. How does this verse end? For this is God's will. Everybody goes, hey, I want to know God's will for my life. Bingo. Bingo. As Christians, we always want to know God's will. God, what do you want me to do? This is it. First, first, we rejoice. Rejoice means intentionally choosing to feel and show great joy and delight in God. Look at, at, uh, we are making a decision to choose joy. I'm not saying you choose a feeling, even though it has this word feel. I'm saying you are making the choice to choose Jesus' joy here. We're going to talk about it in just a minute, but the feelings, the emotions are going to waver. They're going to go back and forth on this. But we choose joy. Here's a verse we read last week that fits well into this, how to choose joy. Let's look at it again. Psalm 37, verse 4. Take delight in the Lord and He will give you your heart's desire. Take delight. It's an action you do. It is the way you live your life. Following Christ. You are taking joy. You are choosing this. Now meaning when we take delight, we are pulling our joy from who Jesus is. Even if we feel something different in our mortal body. Look at the words of Jesus. This is John Chapter 15, verse 11. Jesus says this. He says, I have told you these things so that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be complete. Now, this is the problem sometimes with Facebook or social media is people will put up a verse and say, hey, this is great and and this is great. But notice there's something missing. Everybody's going, I've got joy, but... You're missing what are the things that he said, right? So we go back and we look at the scripture in context. Look at above the scripture. If you go back to verse 7, it says, If you, Jesus is talking, if you remain in me and my words remained in you, ask whatever you want and it will be done for you. My Father is glorified by this, that you produce much fruit and prove to be my disciples. As the Father has loved me, I have also loved you. Remain in my love. You see, that's a choice. Remain in my love. Verse 10, if you keep my commands, you will remain in my love. Look backwards just for a minute. If you keep my commands, you will remain in my love. Just as I have kept my Father's commands and remain in His love. You are choosing joy by choosing the way Jesus said this is how you live. You are keeping yourself in the love of Christ. Now, we make a choice as believers to follow and focus on Jesus. Or we look at the world and say, I'm going to follow that line of joy. Now, here's what we know. That just doesn't produce joy. It does produce short bursts of uh, expectation and, and promises of happiness. To choose joy is the thing that produces joy in Jesus. To choose a relationship, it's said that the world, uh, I'm sorry, that the word rejoice is what you get when you squeeze joy. I like that. In other words, if you have joy and you squeeze it, you go, woo! Right? You squeeze that thing, you got, I got some joy. Now watch this verse, Psalm 71, verse 3. The psalmist says, My lips will shout for joy, 
when I sing praises to you because you have redeemed me. Now watch close. My lips will shout for joy. Now, here's the question. Is it joy that is being squeezed and producing the shout? Or is it the shout that is producing the joy? I would suggest it's the shout producing the joy. The shout in Jesus. Now, I'm not just saying a physical thing you do. But rejoicing, worshiping, even when you don't feel like it. Like going to God and go, God, I'm here. Man, my life is screwed up, but I love you and I'm going to pour out my heart to you. That's producing joy. But I think also the other way produces joy as well. That you want to sing when you're joyous. Now back to our verse. We said uh, we seek joy in Jesus. But then look at verse 17. 1 Thessalonians 5, 17. It says, pray what? Let's try that again. Pray Pray constantly. We talk uh, about the core value of ceaseless prayer. What we are talking about is keeping our life, our mind in a constant attitude of prayer. What we don't mean is that every word that you speak is a prayer to God, but that your life is open as a constant communication. There's always a connection to God. God is always listening in here. So write this down. Constant prayer is keeping an open ear and connection to God. An open ear, listening for God. God, what are you saying? Even when you're talking to other people. And a constant connection to God. Constant prayer is realizing that any moment God might say something to you uh, that uh, when you need to thank Him, saying, hey, right now it's a great time to, to worship me and thank me. So when I hear that, I go, hey, praise God. Right there. People go, why do you say that a lot? I don't tell them, but it's like, I feel like God told me to. All right, let me see if I can give you an analogy of this constant constant prayer and constant connection to God. Back in the late 80s, early 90s, we had computers, but we didn't have very good internet. We had the worldwide interweb. And we had, um, that's kind of funny, and um, we had a way to connect to the internet. For you that are younger than 40, you may not remember this, but we had this way to connect called dial-up. And so you had this little thing, you had a modem you bought to go with your computer, right? And you plugged your computer into the modem, you plugged the modem into the phone jack on your wall, and you had a little picture of a dial telephone. Some of you are going, don't know what you're talking about. It's like Greek. And so you would click on that icon and there would be various numbers for your internet service provider that it would dial. And if it would dial and hit a busy number, you would dial another number and go down until you hit an open number. So you click and it would connect. And so when the other end would pick up, your computer would say, excuse me, I want, no, it would, it would ha- make this sound that was from the pit of hell. And it would sound like this. It would be like, and what it was doing is it was saying, I'm trying to connect to the internet, and the internet would connect to your picture. And boom, you'd be online. And everybody was like, oh. <laughs> and you'd say, would you like to look at like a picture? And you'd say, yes. And so you click on the picture. And 45 minutes later, that picture would have loaded. <laughs> Listen to me. Listen to me. Then in the mid-90s, some of you didn't get it to the... 2000s, but I lived in a place that was glorious. We had high-speed internet or what we call Wi-Fi, um, and we got high-speed internet so that my computer was always connected. I just want to search. It's just looking for the stuff, and it was at that point you started having people communicate through the computer because it was high-speed. It was always on. A lot of you look at prayer like the old dial-up. You go, I, I got to get i got to get my mind right, and I hear where you're coming from. And you think, i, I got to get everything, i got to be in the right feeling and go, okay, dial. God, are you there? Listen, you were already connected. 
You didn't have to do any of that stuff. If you are a believer in Christ Jesus, you are already connected. Think about it this way. When we say ceaseless prayer, what we are saying is that we want our connection to God to always be on. And to be aware of it. Sometimes a quick question to God. Or we thank Him or praise Him for something. Just a quick, I call them popcorn prayers. Just You just pop that prayer right on up. And then at times, a, at least once a day, a focused time with God alone. Where you're listening for Him. You go, God, here's my stuff. I really need to talk. I know we just talked a little bit today. But that last part of that verse, look at this. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 18. Give thanks in everything, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. Give thanks in everything. Everything? Even, even when the police officer shows up. Even when the doctor says it's the big C word. Even when the, the guy comes in and said, hey, we're restructuring. Give thanks in that, God? Actually, yes recognizing that everything you have is from God. Place to stay, food to eat. Your family, your health, everything you have, even when things are not going so well. The blood pumping through your veins, the, the breath in your lungs. Listen to me. If God pulled any of His uh, sustenance away, you'd just fall over dead. The universe would cease to exist. This is all a gift from God. Giving thanks to God is simply giving voice to your understanding that God is in control. Does that make sense? That He is the provider even if you thought you provided it. It is the basis for understanding your relationship with who God is. But for a Christian that doesn't feel that way, what do you do? You don't feel very thankful? Well, you go on what you know, not on what you feel, your emotions. Because let's just face it, you're flaky. Me too. My emotions, they go up and down, right? Colossians chapter 3, verse 16, Let the word of Christ dwell richly among you in all wisdom, teaching and admonishing one another through psalms. Let's see if we can get it to advance. Psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs, singing to God with gratitude in your hearts, and whatever you do, in word or deed, check that out, whatever you do, so all your actions, in word or in deed, in actuality with your hands, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, giving thanks to God the Father through Him. This is important. Look up here, look up here. I want you to understand something about every human being on the planet. Everybody prays to something or someone. Some of you are going, no, I'm an atheist. I don't pray to nobody. Yeah, you do. Yeah, you do. Some people go, uh, I, I don't pray, Paul. I promise you I don't pray. I, I promise you absolutely you pray. So the question is, to whom do you pray? To whom do you pray? Everybody, non-Christians, this includes you. You may not agree. You may not even call it prayer, but it's what it is. This is what I mean. Uh, everyone seeks a way forward in life, right? They want what they want, and they're going to get it. So uh, they talk to, or they communicate, or in this case, pray to the person or entity or whoever they think they can get them to that thing they want. You tracking with me? It might help us to come up with a prayer uh, definition. So I went to the source of all truth. Just kidding. It's Wikipedia. Um, Wikipedia has a pretty good one. Prayer definition. Prayer is an invocation or an act that seeks to activate a rapport with an object or worship through deliberate communication. This is why I say everyone prays. I think this is a good general definition. Everyone turns to what they believe will get them what they want. They talk to it or talk to them. Prayer sometimes is verbalized like talking. Sometimes it's an action like kneeling down or a sacrifice. 
Sometimes it's an attitude. Sometimes it's individually. Sometimes it's a group. And a non-Christian, spiritual person may talk to the universe. They may talk to the great spirit of the universe. Uh, Oh, this universe, this is what I want from you. I want this thing. Could you help me, universe, get there? I heard that prayer this week. Um, They trust, they speak to this unknown little G God, little force out there. Now, by the way, if you're a spiritual person but not a Christian, just be careful because this is reality. You may not agree with it. There are only two teams. There's like good and evil, and there's God and Satan. You tracking with me? So if you're not praying to God, you're praying to Satan. You go, no, I'm just, I'm just praying to creation. Yeah. But another class of people, even a lot of Christians fall into this kind of prayer. You just didn't realize it's prayer. Listen close. They don't see it as prayer, but they live out their everyday lives praying prayers like this. If it's going to be, it's up to me. If it's going to be, it's up to me. Our schools, our, our businesses are full of these prayers. Uh, then they work hard to get what they want in every circumstance. And, and they believe that they have the power to get what they want out of life if they just work hard enough, if they just get to work early enough or stay late enough. It's like they're the master of the, uh, their own destiny. i got to tell you, that's baloney, by the way. There's these motivational Posters that say, you are the captain of your own ship. Actually, you're not. But you think you are. Usually this happens in one of two ways. Think about this. Some people use positive self-talk like we were talking about there. And it's in a very real sense uh, they are praying to themselves because they believe they have the power to make stuff happen. They pray, you can do it. Just believe in yourself. If you find the real you inside you, you can do it. I talk to Christians all the time that live by these mottos. And I'm not saying there's anything wrong with hard work or believing that you have the ability to do a job, but doesn't work on finding happiness or joy. The flip side of the same belief is when someone believes it's up to them, just like the positive people, but they're negative. Some of you are like this too. Like you're going, I got to work hard, but you're always doing the the negative self-talk. Like I'm stupid, stupid, stupid. Why did I do that? I always do this. And and it's it's kind of funny to watch the positive self-talkers talk to the negative self-talkers. The positive self-talkers will say, guys, you you can do it. You just don't say negative things towards yourself. And and the the negative people are going, you're right, I'm just so stupid. Why do I always have that happen? What's interesting is that the positive self-taught people and the negative self-taught people are praying to the same person themselves. Some of you don't have any clue on where to begin this idea of prayer. And, And that's okay. Remember, God is offering to have this relationship with you, so this is where you start. Prayer. Simply talk to God. Now you can do that verbally or you can do it in your head. You can do it written. I've I've filled volumes of books with written prayers. I'll tell you more about this. But you know why? Because I'm so ADD, right? It forces me to only think of one thing at a time because I'm not very good at writing. I'm like, talk to God. Begin having a conversation. Tell him what you feel. Tell him your emotion. What you're worried about. What is weighing you down. And on the surface, it may be one-sided for a bit. It may be like you're just blah, 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 blah. Listen, God's okay with that. You just pour out your heart to God. Hearing from God will come. We're going to talk about that next week and more. And how to pray, what to pray for. Uh, And even when you don't know what to say, get alone with God. And even if you have to be quiet for a while, be quiet, center yourself, and listen, and then begin pouring out your heart. We have this promise for those who are in Christ Jesus. This is believers, and not just a promise, but a secret weapon. I mean this serious as a heart attack right here. This is a secret weapon for Christians. The Apostle Paul tells us in Romans 8, verse 26, In the same way, the Spirit also helps us in our weakness because we be weak, right? 
because we do not know what to pray for as we should. But the Spirit Himself, notice the big S, Spirit. This is the third person of the Trinity. But the Spirit Himself intercedes for us with unspoken groanings. Now this is just weird to us. It just is. It's just call it what it is. God groaning. And He who searches our hearts knows the mind of the Spirit because He intercedes for the saints according to the will of God. Oh, what a promise this is. This is good news. Look, it says the Spirit of God knows our weaknesses. You don't have to hide it. He knows your every thought. God knows the exact maturity of your spiritual life. And even when I think I know what to pray for, God, here's what you need to do. We really don't have any clue, do we? We don't know. Like, God, I, I, I don't know what your will is. Can you help me to pray that? God goes, I sure can. We don't know the will of God every time, but the Spirit of God knows. Write this down. The Holy Spirit intercedes with God, the Father, on our behalf. If you're not a Christian, sorry, this does not work for you. This is just for Christians. Become a Christian, by the way. The Holy Spirit intercedes on our behalf to God the Father because we are in Christ Jesus. This is just a little bit of the foretaste of what we will see in heaven. This fellowship, this is not making uh, uh, the noise of groanings us. It's not like, because I've been to churches where they go, oh, it's us, we got to, whoa! And I go, no, that's not you making the groanings. That's, that's actually God there. And look what He does. He searches our heart. He knows the mind of God. He, see, the Holy Spirit of God bridges that divide between a holy God and a messed up but forgiven us. He bridges that divide. He stands in the gap. And we're going to look at in the next couple of weeks how we intercede on other people's behalf. We'll dive deep into that in the next two weeks. But please think of prayer like this. Prayer is your spiritual act of breathing. It brings life to you. Some of you have been trying to live your Christian life without breathing for a long time. It's why you're blue. No wonder you're not feeling well. You haven't breathed in a while. Breathe. The world is suffocating you with a promise that you don't need to breathe. But there is air. There is life. Maybe it's time for you to latch on to it. September 4th, on Wednesday night, our grow nights begin. That's the general one where we'll have all the different teachers and leaders in here. I'll lead a little worship and say a little word, and then you can talk to the teachers and look at those. But a special class that we're having, uh, there's lots of good groups, um, Bible studies groups, but a special one I want to highlight for you. One is on prayer that two of our shepherding elders will be leading. Um, it will be from the Secret Church broadcast that David Platt put together. Uh, and it will be going through that and then, uh, then teaching on top of that. Uh, so I want to give you that opportunity. This would be a great one for you to go to. I highly recommend the class. Well, let's close our time with prayer. Uh, but let's do it a little differently. Let's take a little while longer than we normally do here. I'm going to open in prayer for us, but then I'm going to ask you to pray. I'm going to lead you through each part. Um, I'll lead you through the, each prayer. I'm going to voice a prayer. I'll have it on the screen. So if you need to, you can read it. But if you don't, keep your eyes closed. A voice a prayer on that topic. Then you bring that topic to God and you pray. Pray. And then I'll do another one and then another one. Does that make sense? So I'll say it, then you say it. And you can say it out loud. Uh, don't like shout it, that'd just be awkward. Uh, you can say it in your heart, your mind, but I would just kind of whisper it, you know. So what you'll hear is after I pray, you'll pray and you'll just hear kind of a general whisper as you put that into your own words. Once you've had a chance to pray that thing, I'll give you another, then another. To get ready to pray, bow your head. Go ahead and close your eyes for a moment. Now the connection is always on, right? You don't have to be on your knees, but if God leads you to in this time, you can. You can get on your knees. Um, 
You need to have your eyes closed or open. That's up to you. Sometimes we want to focus our hearts and minds, and this is important. We are coming into a place. How do I set this up for you? Because you're just in an attitude of prayer. Let's be reverent and still, understanding the gravity of what you are about to do. We are coming in to the very throne room of God the Father who created you, who animates you right now. And the only reason we have the ability to do that is Jesus gives us, gives us access to God through his death on the cross and his resurrection from the grave. So listen, pray with me. Our Father, God, we humbly just approach your throne. God, we seek time with you. We seek an audience with you. I'm here with my brothers and sisters in Christ Jesus, and we know that the only reason we can even have access to you, God, is because of your son, Jesus Christ, and his death as an atonement for our sin. His broken body, his spilled blood, have bought our freedom, Father. And I, I'm here with my brothers and sisters because of that. Thank you, God. Father, we have opened your words in Scripture. We have heard you speak by the power of your Holy Spirit. God, some of us in, our, in this room are mature in, us, in our faith. Some of us are just, just kind of new at this whole prayer thing. So God, I pray that whatever level we are at our prayers, that you would pray through us with your Holy Spirit. God, would you show us how to pray, what to pray for with the power of your Holy Spirit. As you continue in prayer, just an attitude of prayer. I'm going to give you a topic to pray for and then voice that prayer. You do that in your own words, out loud, just quietly kind of whisper. It'll be on the screen if you forget it and you need to look and add to the prayer. But you don't have very long, so go ahead and pray once you hear it. Here's the first one. Father, I, I want to take the light in you. I want to have your joy in my life. Would you show me how to live my life so that I can find that joy? You voice that. Keep that attitude of prayer. You did good, but I want you to say it out loud now. You don't have to be loud, just be a whisper, but a little more than that. It can be a low rumble if we want it to be. Pray this. God, would you give me an awareness of you in my life? Help me to keep that constant awareness that you hear me pray. And God, would you speak to me? Help me to hear you in your words of Scripture. Now you pray that. Pray this. Lord, I give you thanks for my life and for all that you have given me. God, would you create in me a thankful heart? Now you pray that. Listen to this. Pray this with me. Holy Spirit, search my heart. Teach me to pray. Show me how to pray and what to pray for.
Now, because you just prayed that last prayer, continue in prayer, but think for a moment before you pray this next prayer. I want you to listen to what God might be saying to you right now. Or maybe it's a Bible verse that we read earlier that the Holy Spirit is just bringing to your mind. What is God laying on your heart? Maybe it's a sin that you need to confess to Him. Do you need to repent of it? Do you need to just leave it? Do you need to repent of not spending time in prayer like God is calling you to? Maybe it's this. Do you have anxiety that you've wrestled with this week? Something that you've not turned over to God in prayer? Maybe a relationship that you're not really sure what to do with. Maybe you're not even sure what to pray in that. Any of that stuff, you just voice to God this way. God, I have this thing I want to ask you about. Now you pray that and you insert whatever it is God is laying on your heart. Pray now. God, I, I close our time of prayer and seeking you with this request. God, would you make yourself real to the people of Bent Tree Church? Help us to know you, to speak to us, God. Show us who you are. Don't leave us as we are. God, grow us into all that you have for us. God, help us to be a praying church. Father, teach us to pray through this series, through your words. It is in the name of Jesus Christ that we all prayed and said, Amen. Would you stand and us how to pray, what to pray for with the power of your Holy Spirit. As you continue in prayer, just an attitude of prayer. I'm going to give you a topic to pray for and then voice that prayer. You do that in your own words, out loud, just quietly kind of whisper. It'll be on the screen if you forget it and you need to look and add to the prayer. But you don't have very long, so go ahead and pray once you hear it. Here's the first one. Father, I, I want to take delight in you. I want to have your joy in my life. Would you show me how to live my life so that I can find that joy? You voice that. Keep that attitude of prayer. You did good, but I want you to say it out loud now. You don't have to be loud, just be a whisper, but a little more than that. It can be a low rumble if we want it to be. Pray this. God, would you give me an awareness of you in my life? Help me to keep that constant awareness that you hear me pray. And God, would you speak to me? Help me to hear you in your words of Scripture. Now you pray that.
pray this. Lord, I give you thanks for my life and for all that you have given me. God, would you create in me a thankful heart that you pray that. Listen to this. Pray this with me. Holy Spirit, search my heart. Teach me to pray. Show me how to pray and what to pray for. Now, because you just prayed that last prayer, continue in prayer, but think for a moment. Before you pray this next prayer, I want you to listen to what God might be saying to you right now. Or maybe it's a Bible verse that we read earlier that the Holy Spirit is just bringing to your mind. What is God laying on your heart? Maybe it's a sin that you need to confess to Him. Do you need to repent of it? Do you need to just leave it? Do you need to repent of not spending time in prayer like God is calling you to? Maybe it's this. Do you have anxiety that you've wrestled with this week? Something that you've not turned over to God in prayer? Maybe a relationship that you're not really sure what to do with. Maybe you're not even sure what to pray in that. Any of that stuff, you just voice to God this way. God... I have this thing I want to ask you about. Now you pray that and you insert whatever it is God is laying on your heart. Pray now. God, I, I close our time of prayer and seeking you with this request. God, would you make yourself real to the people of Bent Tree Church? Help us to know you, to speak to us, God. Show us who you are. Don't leave us as we are. God, grow us into all that you have for us. God, help us to be a praying church. Father, teach us to pray through this series, through your words. It is in the name of Jesus Christ that we all prayed and said, Amen. Would you stand and I close our time of prayer and seeking you with this request. God, would you make yourself real to the people of Bent Tree Church? Help us to know you, to speak to us, God. Show us who you are. Don't leave us as we are. God, grow us into all that you have for us. God, help us to be a praying church. Father, teach us to pray through this series, through your words. It is in the name of Jesus Christ that we all prayed and said, Amen. Would you stand and all prayed and said, Amen.